Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, it's Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. And today we're going to talk about the feelings we have in our jobs, in our workplace, setting healthy boundaries around what we want to do, how we want to accomplish it, and how we might be able to communicate that to the people that we work with so that we have a stellar experience instead of, you know, picking up all of our anxiety and stress and fear and conflicts and just carrying them with us from one aspect of our life to another, from one job to the next. Um, yeah, nobody, nobody really wants that. <laughs> we don't want that kind of stress. So let's talk about that today. Recently, I found I've been working with several people that have been in job transitions. So they're taking their expertise, moving it into a new setting. They're either getting a new position or they're completely switching like physical locations and companies that they're in, or they're even restructuring their own business to have a whole different model. And I'm noticing that there's common fears that we experience when we're in that transition. And I've experienced this as well. So one of them is kind of resentment. We carry around resentment at the old experience. And we feel like, God, I made bad decisions. People just didn't take me seriously. I didn't set good boundaries. I'm really stressed out about it. I'm not hugely thrilled with how people might have perceived me. I feel like I, I don't know, I must have been working with difficult people. Like we have a hard time seeing where we come into play with this sometimes. And we might recognize like, obviously, it has something to do with us. But most of the time, maybe is like the self-protective mechanism that we have. We want to believe that it's because of the people around us that we were just set up to fail and be stressed out. And we have hope that if we move to this new position, if we change things up, if we try a different thing, that life will be different somehow, the whole experience will be better. And simultaneously, there's this underlying terror (laughs) that what if it's the same? What if I find more people to have conflicts with, more people who take advantage of me, more stuff? Ah, it's deeply stressful. And so what do we coach on? In that case, we coach on what do we have control of? And it's really us. It's taking responsibility for our own shit and our past conflicts and how we've handled things, recognizing that we're still running like a fear response. We're still actually in the old experience and we can't actually create a new one until we've managed to process through all the old stuff that we're carrying around. So I think that's step number one. Now, when I ended tattooing, I started like a painting business, doing portraits and, you know, creating imagery of people inspiring imagery. I thought I wanted to help people see how amazing they are and be able to translate it into like this classic kind of look or feel. Cause I just enjoy pushing around paint. I thought that would make me happy. And it turned out that I actually wasn't happy doing that at all. 
I didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped I would. And I had some of the same exact feelings that I had at the end of tattooing, which was that I was stressed out. I felt like I wasn't being used the best way that I could be or something, or I was just picking bad projects, or for some reason, I wasn't feeling the projects that I thought I would feel. And I went, oh, wait, it's me. It's not them. Like I've actually gone out and looked for work that's exactly the same. And lo and behold, I have the exact same feelings. So it was actually mine to resolve. Now, fortunately, I noticed this tendency and just, you know, shut things down and took a break until I could figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. And that's fine. (laughs) But we're not always that lucky. Often we're just, you know, switching from one environment to another, trying to find our place in the world, trying to find our legs. And, you know, it's tough. We need to put food on the table. We've got to, you know, make our lives work somehow. So everything feels like it's riding on this decision. And we also simultaneously feel like it doesn't matter. My feelings about this don't matter. And because they don't matter, I shouldn't take time to consider them. I should write them off and just keep going and somehow hope that things turn out better this time. But guess what? (laughs) They don't get better. (laughs) They don't because we're still operating the exact same way that we were before. The only way that we start breaking that cycle is to recognize that it's our feelings about what we're doing. It's our feelings about either the work, our feelings about handling conflict or dealing with people, our feelings around setting boundaries that are actually preventing us from creating the kind of um, security peace that we're actually looking for in that new environment in the first place. So we make the mistake of thinking like, oh, if I just switch places or switch relationships or switch homes or whatever, it'll be better there. It's like the grass is always greener syndrome. And the truth is, it doesn't matter where you are, how you feel is how you feel. And you can actually set yourself up to feel fine where you are right now, even though that doesn't feel possible. And I think that's why we move so much, right? And why we want to switch things up often is because we think, oh, that's the easier move. It's the only way we'll save ourselves is to just switch the environment and then we'll feel better. I think what happens when we're making that decision is we're underestimating how much our environment kind of responds to us. It's like we're the most important thing in our world and everything is happening to us. And yet we're not able to recognize that it's reacting and responding to us. And so our impact is actually really strongly felt by us. (laughs) So if I go anywhere, talk to anyone, I'm just as likely to be getting a reflection of myself back at myself as I am to be picking up on what's going on in the environment. So, you know, when you meet someone that always has rose colored glasses on and they're happy and they see everything in this beautiful way, that's a reflection of them. We're able to see that looking at someone else. It's the same when we notice someone who's always grumpy and they always have a negative attitude about everything. We just notice like they're going to go wherever they're going to go. They're going to find something to be upset about. They're going to harp on it. And that's just how they work. Now, the person actually doing that, though, has often very little awareness of how they're doing that. So if we're able to just step almost like up into the back of ourselves and look down and survey our life and survey our work and figure out what's been going on, we can go, ah, 
this is what might actually be happening. So part of it is asking yourself to go, hey, if I stripped my feelings away from this, if I wasn't either overwhelmingly happy or angry or sad or just confused about the situation, and I could just look at what's been happening at this job, and I could even observe my emotions and write them down and say, this happened, and then I felt this way, and just see them there without saying it means something, and it means something about the people doing it, or it means something about myself. That's like stage one of being able to unlock this freedom for yourself to go, wait a minute. I actually have a lot of power to change what's happening because I don't have to believe what I think is happening anymore. And it's not about being disconnected from reality. I think it's actually about really observing it from a place that notices that you have a lot of feelings about what's going on. So for my clients that are concerned about, you know, having difficult relationships with bosses, for instance, like, Hey, I just feel like I've always had a titchy relationship with management. They ask a lot of me. They change their minds a lot. I'm always, you know, going out of my way to get stuff done for them. And it's like, they always want more and I'm just tired and I'm overwhelmed. And I just want to move into this new position where I'm finally getting paid what I want. That's also a recurring theme is I do so much. They're not acknowledging me. I'll go over here where they'll pay me more for it. And then I'm afraid that it'll happen again. And I caution in that case, I'm like, well, it can happen again if you're not clear on exactly what you're doing and what you're getting paid for. So something that happens is we train people around us, right? We train them in what we're willing to accept and what we're able to pick up and people pleasing people people like myself. <laughs> we like to keep everyone happy. We like things to be smooth. Often we're kind of overachievers and we value ourselves based on how much we can do and how impressive we can be with how we did it. And that's okay. It's a personality trait. It's not good or bad in itself. The danger is if you keep doing it and not letting people know what you're doing or how hard you're working and you, um, always have that smiling face on, even though inside you're screaming and you're tired and you're drowning, nobody knows people in the world aren't mind readers. So you have to set some boundaries and be clear about when things are starting to get beyond what you signed up for. So this is the recurring theme, I guess, that I wanted to talk about is when we keep saying yes to things that we wanted to say no to, or we say yes, and we wish we had given some caveats like, yes, I can do that, but it's going to take me this much time and I want to get paid for it, for instance, or this is going to take me this much time and I don't have that. So you either need to hire someone else or just change my job, job description, take some other duties away. These are things often we don't say. Often it's coming from fear. And it's not coming from this place of security where you know your worth, you know what you can do, and you know that you can command that. So many of these issues can be resolved before they even begin. And I guess this is like the joy of switching to a new new place where the grass seems greener is that you do have that golden opportunity. That's what we're recognizing there is it's this opportunity to reinvent yourself. I guess the problem with it is that most of the time we don't, maybe that's what I meant to say. (laughs) So we have this opportunity, things have changed, we can do things differently, but then we don't. But what happens when we do is this beautiful new reflection of yourself as you are in your confidence, in your zone of genius and in your boundaries where you're like, this is actually what I do and how I operate. So many good things can happen when we're willing to just communicate what our skill set is, what we're expecting, what we're capable of accomplishing, our particular timeline, and not be emotional about it and not have it 
make an assumption about us as being less for saying that we need time or being less because we're not willing to do 20 hours of work in a you know, eight hour time frame that we're not willing to work the overtime. Like we have a lot of preconceived notions about what that might mean and how it will be received and how our bosses will just go hire someone else. Like so much fear culture is around us saying, if I don't push, push, push all the time and overachieve, someone else will swoop in and take all of my stuff. They'll take my job. They'll take the credit. They'll take whatever. And yet living in that fear, you're seeing it happen anyway. <laughs> Most of the time they have this fear because I don't know, they see it happening around them. And yet I think like we're not seeing how we're contributing to our own fears being fulfilled. It's us stressing out about someone and then swooping in, taking our credit, swooping in and taking our job that makes us even notice or leave opportunity for that to happen. Whereas when we're able to show up and say, Hey, I know that I'm really great at doing these five things. You have hired me for these five things. When you come to me and ask for something outside of that, I'm going to just point out that it's outside of that and say, great, is this my new job description? And just have that conversation initially teaching people how to acknowledge and speak clearly and calmly and even joyfully with curiosity about things like that from the beginning sets people up to have amazing relationships with their new management. It sets them up to have amazing relationships with their bosses and coworkers because everybody knows what to expect. They know that you're polite. They know that you're clear. They know that you're very secure because you know what? Secure people can have that conversation. Insecure people cannot. It, it takes a secure person to be able to say, Hey, you know what? I work best in the morning. I work best on these kinds of projects. I have time in my schedule for this kind of project and this one, which one's most important to the company. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm noticing we're, we have this kind of a problem <laughs> and it seems like we could solve it in a few different ways. Here's my thoughts on it. This is my assessment and be able to say that and say, you know, we have the fast way, we have the medium way and we have like the slower way. They all have benefits. What do you think? Which would you prefer? Some of these ways involve having to get other people. Some of them involve taking a lot more time. Any of them is fine. I want to know what you want so that I can adjust. And I'm clear that I'm not going to be working 80 hours or I'm not going to be switching departments. Or if I am, I am clear that I want a raise for that. Or I'm clear that this needs to be temporary and I want something in writing about that. None of that needs to be perceived as pushy. Often we think it will be perceived as pushy and I think that's because we're not used to being clear about our boundaries and clear about what it is that we're there to do. I think a lot of these things can be said with so much joy and it can be received very joyfully and with relief rather than with, oh my God, how, how dare you tell me no? Because I think the thing that I'm helping people learn to do is not to say no. It's to say, that's really interesting. This is what I do. How can I fit in here? This is my boundary of how I can fit in. How do you want to use these skills? How do you want to use this skill set that I have or this time that I have? Rather than going, I have infinite time and infinite skills and I'll dedicate all of my excess time to learning the skill that I don't want to do to do a job that I didn't know I had. It's learning to use your voice to be seen for the work that you're doing so that you're not feeling overlooked and you're not feeling unrecognized. And it's also being able to acknowledge for yourself how much you get done and how much work and value you put towards someone else's business or your own business 
and being able to acknowledge and reward yourself for that. Because when you give it to yourself, it does get reflected in what other people do around you. They see that you value your time. They value your time. They see that you value opening up discussions and sharing opinions about how things can go. They will reflect that back to you and ask for your opinion and share theirs. And then there's like more collaboration happening. Oh, yeah. So there's just so many different things we could talk about about this, <laughs> I guess. But um, I started thinking, oh, yeah, we'll talk about how to set a good boundary at work or in your business. And I think it comes down to really recognizing what is it that you actually want? For some of us, it's that we want our time freedom. For some of us, it's that we want, you know, a high monetary return for what we're doing. And we're okay with working either longer hours or doing harder jobs for that. Um, sometimes what we want is just acknowledgement. Sometimes we want flexibility. Sometimes we just, you know, want a chance to spread our wings in a new area. And we want some forgiveness for that and some ability, I don't know, to explore things on our own, to make some mistakes and have it be a little low stakes. But whatever it is, if we're not clear about what it is that we want, we're not going to be able to receive it. We're not going to be able to ask for it or to have it come back to us the way that we wish. So for those of you out there dealing with work boundary issues, conflicts, stress, wondering what your place is at work and how you even got yourself there, um, trying to figure out how you're going to make your work relationships work for you and feel less stressful. Really, I would say, what if we take a moment and start looking at who we are and what we want? And are we really acting in a way that honors that? And how many times are we saying yes when we don't really mean it? I think that's usually the issue. It's not saying no and turning things down. It's usually that we say yes too many times. And it's important to remember that every yes that you give closes some other opportunities for you. And every no opens up some opportunities for you. So you can look at um, declining or just asking for more time to consider something. That's sometimes a good first step as an opportunity for you to just get your bearings, take an assessment. Is this something that I truly want to do more of? Is it somewhere where I feel like I'm being used really well and feel proud of the work that I'm doing? Or is this something that I really want no part of? How do I want to live? And, you know, I think particularly in the last few years, people are more and more coming to this uh, realization that it's about how we want to live. It's not just about doing stuff. Yeah, we want to have good jobs. Yeah, we want to have nice money. But ultimately, we want to enjoy our lives. And we're recognizing more and more that we should be able to enjoy our lives even while we're working, that that isn't a part cut off from our lives. It's not separate from us living it's not a different compartment. It's just something else that we're doing, a different way of expressing ourselves. And I would say any improvement you make anywhere with understanding yourself, understanding your boundaries and how you enjoy spending your time, how you enjoy doing your work is a huge gift to every other area of your life. We are beings that live in wholeness. We're not just in little compartments. So no matter where you decide to make that shift, see it rippling out into all the other areas. See how many other places you start to be aware of how you're operating and how enhancing it 
and becoming more and more in alignment with who you are and what you really want to experience lets you experience that everywhere, (laughs) not just at home, not just with your friends. It can actually be at work too. Having healthy boundaries seems so, so scary. And, you know, we isolate ourselves sometimes and we only have our core group of friends that we feel like we're okay with. But I think it's out of thinking that it would be too much work to set it up that way everywhere. But what if you could? What if you could set it up that way everywhere? Ah, I know these are big questions and they're not able to be solved in a mere, you know, 15 minutes. (laughs) But those are my thoughts this week. So I definitely feel hopeful. I feel excited about it. I feel like as I'm learning to be a more truthful person to myself, I'm able to show up more times with that clarity of how how I operate, how I am as a person, how my relationships are, how I want to be seen and how I want to be received by others. I take that into my work. I take that into what I'm willing to say yes and no to. And I'm kind to myself when I get it wrong because I'm human. I get it wrong sometimes because we all do, but I don't let it become the prevailing pattern. So my friends, may your prevailing pattern continue to improve and be more and more joyful and full of ease for you this week and every week. I'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.